Hello and welcome to Made to Measure, the podcast of the Journal of Trading Standards. I'm Paul Evans. In this episode, we're talking about London Trading Standards Week, which took place earlier this month. The week-long initiative served as an opportunity for enforcement professionals to come together and exchange ideas, pull knowledge, and draw attention to the pressing issues faced by trading standards in 2019. Of these issues, perhaps none is more urgent than the spate of horrific knife-related crimes in several UK cities, particularly London, over the past few years. The sale of knives to young people is widely seen as a contributing factor to this ongoing problem, and trading standards officers in the capital have made laudable efforts to crack down on retailers who fall foul of the law. Trading standards teams across London have carried out more than a thousand test purchase operations in the city in 2018 to 19, uncovering 160 incidents of knives being sold to minors, including children as young as 13. One in nine shops and two in five internet retailers were responsible for selling knives illegally to young people. This was top of the agenda at a special London Trading Standards Week knife crime event last week, in which trading standards professionals from across the city voiced their ideas about how best to combat underage knife sales, with the importance of intelligence gathering and access to funding being recurring themes. The event was chaired by London Trading Standards Director of Operations Stephen Knight and began with an address from Sophie Linden, London's Deputy Mayor for Policing and Crime. I used to be a counsellor in Hackney and one of my um, areas of uh, responsibilities was uh, regulatory services as, is, as it was known. I think it's something else now, but regulatory services. And I do genuinely look back with, I used to love going out with the trading standards officers and it took me a while to, after taking this job not to go around the local news agents or the local, <laughs> local shop looking at it with my counsellor eye as to whether things are out of date, whether they were properly labelled, whether they were in bowls or not and all those things that are incredibly important and I know that you and your trading standards officers in your boroughs are making really important decisions and supporting businesses to keep the community and their customers safe and to make sure that they're getting what they pay for and what they should be getting. So thank you for that and I do look back that I enjoyed enjoyed all my visits with the trading standards officers. I didn't particularly enjoy so much which was more environmental health going around some of the local restaurants that I had eaten in to, <laughs> to find bits of chicken on the floor and things like that but anyway. But the reason we're here today is because we're launching this package of measures, which um, is incredibly important because we know, and I will come on to some of the wider context of what's happening in London around knife crime and violence, and this package of measures is an important part of trying to tackle what's happening in London because, yes, we know that knives are very easy to get hold of and, you know, somebody, if they really wanted to get hold of a knife, could get hold of a knife by taking it from the kitchen, but we need to make it as difficult as possible for those, especially for young people, who feel that they need to carry a knife to actually get a knife and that's what this package of measures is about. It's about having listened to businesses, small and large, about what they need in order to be able to ask some of those difficult questions. And I know often when a shop, you know, somebody working in a shop, perhaps late at night, knows that they, you know, possibly, well, one thing, they must know what the law is. The second thing, that they have to have the confidence and the skills to be able to ask for that ID. And I know often asking for the ID can be that moment where a situation can escalate and things can get out of control. So it is this package of measures, I hope, will enable some of those smaller shopkeepers and shop workers to be able to look at the training, 
take on board the skills that they need and be able to you know, use them in their everyday work in the shop. And importantly, we've listened, and I know that part of this work has been listening to, for, to the reasons why often those that most need the training and most need that support don't go to the training. I know there are some boroughs in London that do put on, the training standards do put on that training, but often it's the small independent businesses that just do not have the staff or do not have the capacity to be able to attend. So this package of measures is really about making sure and giving that support that is needed, giving that good practice guidance, but also giving the right, you know, a real understanding of what the law is. And it is changing. And I think that, to give credit where credit is due, the government has enacted some good legislation around online uh, deliveries, around corrosive substances. But we know that there is a number, you know, hundreds of people that need to be kept abreast of that law to make sure that they know what they need to do, but also they have the confidence and the skills to do that. And very importantly, in a safe way, because as I said, and as we all know, it can often be that moment where things escalate and get out of control. And we know that there is an issue with violence and attacks on shopkeepers. So we've really got to make sure that Yes, those working in shops do their bit to keep London safe, but we all do our bit to keep them safe as well. So I hope that today's launch will be really successful. We will carry on, and I know the Metropolitan Police is putting a lot of capacity around really trying to get out and talk to shop, business, shop workers and businesses. I think that the dedicated ward officers, have all, that they've all been tasked with going to talk to businesses about this package of measures and support that's available. And it is often in that face-to-face -face that you really are going to get people to have a look at it. So we are really, and I'd ask you through all your networks to distribute and to communicate around what is available and where you can to encourage people to take it up. Because it is a, an important part of the strategy that we're undertaking from the Mayor's Office in City Hall, but also through the Metropolitan Police, around tackling knife crime. And yes, of course, it is about the prevalence of knives and making it very difficult to get a knife, but it is also around really trying to work to make sure that young people do not feel they need to carry a knife. So that early intervention and prevention and understanding of why some young people feel that they need to carry a knife is part of the strategy. The Mayor has set up the Violence Reduction Unit in City Hall, which is pulling together all partners. It is a partnership unit and it is working particularly around that early intervention and prevention, working with schools, working with communities and working with families. And of course, the sort of third pillar, as I like to think of it, is absolutely a crucial and vital part. And that's the work of the Metropolitan Police in tackling the violence that is happening out there at the moment. The mayor's put extra money into the Violent Crime Task Force, which is um, over 300 officers strong, working with the rest of the Metropolitan Police, who are absolutely focused on tackling violence. And they have had some real successes in taking knives off the streets, the weapons, you know, undertaking thousands of weapon suites, which are finding knives that have been stashed away or hidden, but also doing some of the more difficult and complex work and enforcement around gangs and drugs and violence. So... This is one part of a package, a comprehensive package. I think it, you know, it will really, it could and should make a real difference to the number of knives and send very, a very strong message that partnership means everybody working together. It means City Hall, the Metropolitan Police and businesses, but also the community working together to tackle violence because that is going to be the only way that we bring violence down and sustain it, sustain that decrease. We are seeing, and it is not, we are, you know, the number of murders in London is clearly totally unacceptable. We've had a really awful murder last night, um, yesterday during the afternoon, outside a college in Westminster. 
But underneath the terrible murder statistics, we are beginning to see some early start signs of stabilisation. We, we particularly look at um, the statistic around knife crime with injury for under 25s. That has, over the last year, decreased by 20%. So we now, you know, we, we are beginning to see that. It's decreasing from too high a level, but we are beginning to see some signs of at least stabilisation. We've really got to work on the number of young people who are losing their lives, which is absolutely dreadful and unacceptable. But working together in the way that this package of measures is going to do means that I really believe we will continue to not just have stabilisation, but bring that level of violence down in London which will be good for all of us, all, all, all of us living in London with families, with children who walk home from school and those, you know, especially when we're thinking about trading standards and businesses, for those people that are coming to the businesses that are going to be using this package of measures because it's about keeping everybody safe in London. So thank you very much. Following Sophie Linden's address, London Trading Standards Director of Operations Stephen Knight took to the podium to offer some background into the new responsible retailer agreement. He also spoke about how tackling underage knife sales fits into the wider LTS Week campaign, followed by questions and observations from the specially invited audience of trading standards and enforcement professionals. I'm going to just tell you a little bit more about um, what, we've, what we're launching today, the London Responsible Retailer Agreement on Safe Storage and Sale of Knives. This is a package of measures which have been developed jointly between the Mayor's Office for London, the Metropolitan Police, who have taken a big lead on this, and of course London Trading Standards uh, with, uh, with our input. And there are three aspects to this. The first is the uh, Responsible Retailer Agreement, and the second part of that is a good practice guide. And uh, within here there are posters for retailers for display um, both for the public and for their staff, and indeed there are stickers as well, and various other bits of materials for retailers to use. There is also a series of short training animations for retail staff as part of this as well, which have been part funded by the National Business Crime Centre. And I think we've got somebody from the National Business Crime Centre here. So thank you very much for coming and for your input and support for this project. Our aim is that every retailer who sells knives in London will get a visit um, over the coming months from a trading standards and a police officer. Uh, that's, that's the aim. How quickly we can get that done is, is a different matter. But that, that's our aim, and that's what we're, uh, we hope we're going to uh, get done across London. And all of this is about driving up, of course, the statistics around compliance with the law. But obviously, alongside all of that, you have to have enforcement. And uh, that's what I want to talk about next. And uh, we have surveyed all the London borough trading standards across London in terms of how many... Enforcement operations have been done over the last year, and uh, today I can give you the, the figures for this. And just some background, five London boroughs received extra funding from the Home Office uh, during 2018-19 for knife test purchases in-store, and uh, the London Borough of Croydon received funding to conduct a national online test purchase scheme um, and I should stress this is with UK-based online retailers because we can't, at the moment as the law stands, enforce against an overseas retailer, sadly. In fact, the trading standards manager from Croydon, who's done a huge amount of work on this, would have loved to have been here today, but she's currently in court with a prosecution of one of these cases. That had to take precedence, obviously. So these are the results that we found. So there were just over 1,000 in-store test purchases across London by teenage volunteers. That figure does include a few what we call Challenge 25 test purchases, which were done by volunteers over 18. 
um, but the, the idea there is, is they're supposed to check whether they're asked for ID or not. And uh, if, if they're not, then we know that that's a, that's a retailer we need to target for an underage test purchase. There were 100 online test purchases attempted by a 13-year-old volunteer in Croydon. And what I want to stress here is that uh, funding really does make a difference. 603 of the 151 in-store test purchases across London last year were conducted by the five boroughs that received extra home office funding. Typically, around the other 28 boroughs, the number of test purchases that people could organise was relatively small, and we had an average of about 16 test purchases in, in that year. So funding really does make a difference and is critical to this area of enforcement work. The results were, on average, one in nine stores made a sale to a volunteer. Even worse than that, online, two in five, just over 40%, made a sale to the 13-year-old volunteer. And in fact, a lot of those, that's why there's a lot of prosecutions going on at the moment as a result of that operation. That's 160 knives in total sold to volunteers in the last year. It's 160 knives too many, I think most people would agree, um, and we'd like to see more restriction done. But I think we'd also like to see more test purchase operations going on across London and, and more rigorous enforcement. Um, I just want to say a few words about the future. We've got the Offensive Weapons Act, which um, is now on the statute books, and we're awaiting the commencement of those provisions. The Home Office is currently consulting on guidance on how that's to be implemented, and that, that consultation period finishes, I think, in early October. Um, but this legislation bans the sale of corrosives to under 18s for the first time, acids and, and other powerful corrosives. And that's obviously a new task that trading standards will have to take on enforcement of that. And critically, it bans the delivery of knives and corrosives sold online to under 18s. So the idea of this is you catch those retailers that might be based overseas or anywhere else um, at the point of delivery. The practice, actually, of enforcing a delivery contact with an underage volunteer is going to be really tricky. I think most um, trading standards professionals I speak to say that you know, the idea that you're going to have a volunteer sitting at home at the point that the, uh, the post officer arrives to deliver the parcel, which is probably during the school day, um, is really going to be difficult to arrange. I mean, weekend deliveries, perhaps, I don't know what, but it's often difficult to know exactly when parcels will arrive and to make sure the volunteer is going to be there with trading standards officers. The resources needed to do this effectively are significant, and frankly, it's not going to happen without some more funding put into local government trading standards. And that's where resources comes in. The funding that we've currently got from the, via the Home Office, as I said, five boroughs were funded for in-store test purchases last year. We've got another six boroughs, different, six different boroughs getting funding this year. There's, um, there is no guarantee or no uh, announcement yet from the Home Office of any funding for further test purchases beyond that. Um, and in terms of the online test purchase program, that is now complete, although the prosecutions are ongoing. It was finished in March this year. It was a one-off program. Um, as I've explained, the compliance rate is frighteningly low, large numbers of knives being sold online. This is an area that needs more enforcement work, but there is no more enforcement work happening because the Home Office funding for this has stopped. There's no funding for test purchases online this year and none as yet for next year, and we really do think that that's something which needs a proper ongoing national funded programme of enforcement. So, um, so that's where we are. We're in London Trading Standards Week, as I hope you all know by now, and we're trying to raise the profile of trading standards across London this week, and this is one of the areas. Um, and uh, I shall now try and answer some questions.
Hi, um, my name is Esperanza Gomez. I'm from the Home Office. I mean, the first thing I would like to say is that this is great work that obviously we support. My question is whether there's going to be any sort of uh, prioritizing when, uh, when thinking about the police and trading standards officers going into the shops and invite people to sign to the agreement, if there is any thought given to uh, prioritizing, because obviously if there is intelligence that next to a shop has happened a stabbing, for me it says, well, that is one of the first shops that I want to visit. So I wonder if there's going to be that kind of work going on. I think one of the issues um, with knife test purchases that I often hear is actually it's quite difficult to get good intelligence about um, where knives that were perhaps used in crimes um, or have been seized by the police originated from and where they were bought. And that's something that we'd very much like to get more intelligence of. But I think, you know, absolutely, if a, a trading standards uh, service gets knowledge that there's been a stabbing in a particular area or the knife may have been purchased from a particular retailer, then absolutely they will be targeted for test purchase operations. I'm, I'm fairly convinced of that. I mean, I think we are a service which operates very much on intelligence-led. We have our regional intelligence officer sitting in the, in the, in the back of the room here, and uh, we very much want to get intelligence base around knife sales so that yes we can target operations you know we have a very small number of trading standards officers operating across london about 150 in total now 30 years ago there were probably 750 so we're we're really at a very small number we've got one trading standards officer for every 3000 businesses roughly compared with if you look at the police for instance you've got about one police officer for every 300 residents roughly in london in terms of the numbers. So, you know, we are very, very thinly spread in terms of trading standards, and we have to be intelligence-led wherever we can be. The problem here is we often don't get much intelligence, so if we can get more, we would be very much uh, grateful for that. So, Nazia Ali from Tara Hamlet's Council Trading Standards. Just talking about the responsible retailer scheme. I mean, in Tara Hamlet's, we had various schemes. It's just having the scheme in one place then trying to monitor the scheme to monitor the traders whether they're complying with the um, sign-ups it was very onerous and uh, resource intense so uh, would there be more resources coming forward to actually uh, look into this area of work because in Tower Hamlets we on top of this scheme we'll have one for tobacco one for other age restricted products like um, alcohol and uh, corrosive substances so Unless we amalgamate all four into one scheme, are you going to have four schemes to monitor? Or, I mean, as I've said, I think resources is absolutely key. I mean, this is an area, you know, knife crime is an incredibly high profile and high priority area for, I think, all decision makers in London. Um, this is one aspect of the fight against knife crime. And I think, unfortunately, trading standards who are tasked with fulfilling this role are you know the, the funding is not necessarily at, at a high level and and not and I don't think we're often not funded as a priority service uh, within local government um, let and, lo and local government isn't really uh, you know suffered very badly financial cuts anyway so I think one of the things we're trying to say through London Trading Standards Week and through our through our public affairs work is actually we need more funding around particularly around knife crime because it's such a high priority issue into local government training standards services to tackle these issues. And that hopefully will be resources that can support this kind of project and general enforcement work. Because I think, you know, it has to be two-pronged, doesn't it? It has to be both encouraging retailers to comply with the law as best we can through these kind of agreements, but also 
when they're not rigid enforcement. I'm Ken Redelworthy from Barking Dagenham Trading Standard. One of the things we found, the reasons we were able to do so many test purchases last year was because we had really strong support from our local um, police teams, actually. And they were, they were, the problem is we get recognised and we go into the shops, they get to know us, and it becomes a sort of almost pointless exercise. But because we, um, there's obviously more police officers and trading standards officers, and we were getting such strong support from the police um, that they were coming in plain clothes, um, they would actually go in and be the officer witnesses, and that would really streamline our process. So we, we like to try travel light, it's a small team, um, go in the car, get, um, have a volunteer, have a different officer nearly every week, um, they would go in the shops and when we had the B&M case, uh, it's the same with Redbridge, the officer witnesses were very, very good um, and it probably helped us get a guilty plea at the time, half million pound fine, etc. Um, and I just thought, I saw how well it could work for that year. Things have dissipated now, um, the sergeant got promoted to inspector and um, I just think that model is something that would be really good if you're actually talking to officers in, in the hotspot areas about how they can actually uh, really help trading standards um, in that way. I'm Martin Harland of Camden Trading Standards. It's just a comment. Um, we've managed to secure some funding via community safety for um, f four years for funding for a post, just solely on the Offensive Weapons Act and surrounding underage sales enforcement. So I think some of the money has actually come via MOPAC to community safety. So... Um, rather than the Mayor's office, which does lead to a follow-up. There was something I thought I ought to ask. I know there's been talk of public health being brought into knife crime and, and sort of helping the whole area of that. Has there been any development on that route in London via public health? Because I've heard certainly nothing internally as regard public health locally, so I wondered if there's anything on a London basis. Very happy to answer that. So... The violence reduction unit that I mentioned in my sort of opening remarks has uh, been set up very much as a partnership unit. Within that, we have had a secondment from London Regional Public, uh, public Health person uh, has come into the, into the violence reduction unit. So we are working at the moment in terms of what does that mean to make sure that we can activate public health locally as well. So it's very, yes, absolutely, it's part of our strategy to bring public health into the work that we are doing. And NHS London, I never know the right phrase for NHS London, I'm sure that's not the right phrase, but anyway, NHS London have been incredibly collaborative and cooperative on this. They are really are you know, what we are asking for, they are open to and are working with us to the point where the NHS London have now appointed a clinical director for violence reduction, who is the, Martin Griffiths, who's the consultant at Royal London, who has done some fantastic work in terms of not just in saving lives, which he does, I'm sure, every day, but actually in terms of what is needed to make sure that people don't come back in through the accident and emergency um, and have to see him. So NHS London has been a really important partner, um, and the public health aspect of that, you know, is absolutely being activated at the moment. This is Ed Chaplin from Redbridge. I was privileged to be at a, at a meeting in the London Stadium where, where Sophie did a presentation on, on the current strategy and the public health strategy and public health approach and particularly being pioneered in the London Borough of Croydon where, coincidentally, there is the failure in relation to the, the online knife sales. I don't think the two issues are related particularly. Uh, it's just a geographical choice that we actually 
use the London Borough of Croydon to, because they had the resource and were willing to do the online knife test purchases. But very much the public health approach is, is, is what is needed. What, as you rightly say, Stephen, we have a small part of the knife crime and the issues and the tragedies in London. And the statistics and what we've heard today can be very depressing, but I sense we were getting towards the end of the question. So I thought perhaps finish on a positive note. And the public health approach is very much a positive note. And I, th I think as well, I received statistics today of the, the results from the London boroughs. Now, that whilst there is an, an average that you mentioned, and I think it was about 10%, which is 10% too many, within that average, there are some real problems, and I think there are some failures up to 40%, but there are some successful areas in London, successful boroughs, boroughs who are carrying out test purchasing, and they are achieving the result we're looking for, which is 0% or, or near to that sort of figure. And I'd like to think maybe Rebbage is one of those. And, and the way in which we do it is we, we educate. These, these to this toolkit today, the, the videos that I've been through, I've looked at all of them, they, they are excellent. And they, they, they just hit the mark for a retailer, just about enough time for a retailer to use those materials and to use them to train their staff and make sure their staff to sign up to and become aware of the issue and, and commit to the issue. So I think the toolkit is a success. Some of the boroughs who are using other methods already and the toolkit will help them that's a success i think the public health approach if we can develop it and find enough resources to develop it across london will be a success but we're a long way away from achieving that particular objective bill billing from lambeth trading standards just in response to the question from the representative from the home office uh, we too recognize that uh, there's an issue with uh, the number of businesses that we have in lambeth and where, and the, the resources, lack of resources that we all face. Uh, we have done a bit of a mapping exercise using the data that uh, the police and other agencies have. And then uh, looking at where the knife crimes have occurred, where the victims live, where there may be knives and other weapons, where they're found. And as a result of that, mapping to see where there are traders, where there are any traders, and as a result of them focusing on those particular traders initially to make sure that no further incidents of sale of knives occur in those areas. I don't know how fruitful the exercise is going to be at the moment, because it is in its infancy at the moment, but perhaps by the end of the home office exercise that we're doing at the moment, we'll have further information as to how successful it's been. Thank you. I think that sounds very interesting, and I'm sure we'd all like to, uh, to hear how that goes and uh, see if it's a model that could be copied elsewhere. Great. We probably ought to pay tribute to the, um, the, the, the army of unpaid volunteers who are often sons and daughters of trading standards officers or police cadets, I think, that do most of these uh, test operations. They're unpaid. They do it uh, outside of school hours, often in the evenings or at weekends. And, uh, you know, we're very lucky for, to have their time, actually, and uh, their uh, volunteering. If I can finish by saying a few words of thank you, I want to start off by saying thank you to the Met Police and Matt and his team for all the input um, that uh, you've put into creating the guide, and indeed to Grace, who's here from MOPAC, um, and, uh, and Sophie, obviously, for leading that, uh, for supporting this project as well. From the LTS side, there's a huge amount of work has gone in by Doug Love, who's sitting in the front row from Hammersmith and Fulham and Kensington, Chelsea, and by Trish Burles from Croydon, um, who sadly can't be here today. Doug and Trish 
lead for us in London on, on this issue of knife sales and do a tremendous job. So I'm very grateful to, um, for the support and the work they do. Thank you. Well, that's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone involved in London Trading Standards Week and thank you for listening. We'll be back again in a fortnight's time with more from the world of trading standards. If you have any ideas or suggestions for the podcast or you just want to get in touch, send us an email to madetomeasure at jtsmag.uk. Don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.